Come on, let's get nuts. Welcome all. Welcome everybody. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Tuesday. Feels like Wednesday, which sucks. I always hate when that happens. Always Wednesday? What's happening here? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel with that notification bell. Do all that. And of course, follow me on all this stuff right here. It's all around me. It's all around me. Of course, you're going to be talking about some stuff. Black Adam, Black Adam, Black Adam. That's right. Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill. Just non-stop. Am I right? All right. How's it going? Let's see who's out there. Another rotten DC movie. What a surprise. What a surprise. Jonathan, my fiance has never cared about reviews and neither will I. It's pretty much how you got to approach it right there. Uh, movie guy, will the RT score hurt be a box uh, performance or uh, prevent Man of Steel 2 from happening? I doubt that. I think it's more about the box office that they're looking at, so I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. I see Black Adam. Good, as you should. As you should. And so, Jesse Lee, what's happening? Boom. Boom. Eric, sorry I missed last night. Previous engagement, but Cavill's back and the Steelers beat Tom Brady. There you go. So you're happy. You're happy, dude. Yeah, I was a little late. Sorry about that. It happens. It happens. Going on, Ronak. We got Ted here, too. Tony Chappie, Dina, Neil Blomkamp fan. What is happening? All right, we got Stephanie. Are we still having Rotten Tomato discourse? Uh, yeah, that's the way it always And then people will use it. It's like, you know, to their narratives. So the people who are hating on the movie who said F Rotten Tomatoes back in the BVS days are now utilizing it to basically you know shit on it right now it's just the way it is joshua does anyone on chat actually use or go to rotten tomatoes i have never used that garbage nor does anyone in my personal or professional life ever look at the rt scores wow that's interesting because i have friends that have oh the phillies have scored draw first blood of course got the padres and phillies on right now but uh, yeah, uh, I'd actually had a friend, and he would always upset me when he'd look at the Rotten Tomato score and then determine whether he wanted to go to a movie, whether by the score. And I was like, "Good lord, taking longer." Ooh, shots fired! How dare you? How dare you? What's going on, Mama Film Junkie? What's going on, Jose? Well, there goes the DCU's uh, with a streak with a good. Yeah, I know, right? They had a good streak for a little bit, didn't they? Then Henry Cavill comes back. Just kidding. Oh, well, can't wait to watch in two days. Audience score will be high for sure. That's another thing. That's one of the things that we'll be talking about, of course, today. Is, uh, you also got to look at that audience score. You also got to look at that a little bit, you know, and see the discourse, the difference between that. So. Let's see, who else we got here? Anybody? Hey, Ariel. Remember the Android spin days? Yes, I do. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. I am still rocking, I mean, I'm still rocking an Android. I need to get a new one. I got a 3. Still got a Pixel 3a. Yeah. Used to get, I used to get Android phones like every six months. Now I'm like, oh, this one's still good. This one's still good. So... Greetings from Trinidad. Hey, good to see you, James. Thank you for uh, joining. Hello, darling. Uh, the hierarchy of the dungeon scenes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Talking about those again. You're banned. Just kidding. Did you see the Rotten Tomato score? What the fuck did you... What the fuck did... What, what did I... What? Did I do something? I didn't do anything. 
What's going on, Vic? How you doing? What's happening? All right. Let's see. I never do that. Yeah, but I like to actually look at the, uh, you know, the actual stuff. Hey, what's going on, Nikki? Captain Gator Girl is here. Good to see you. We got Vanimation. Vanimation Films is here, too. So why is Grace saying Man of Steel is not official? Well, we'll talk about that, too. We're going to be, t- I talked about that a little bit yesterday as well, but we're going to talk more about that, you know, when it comes to the future of, uh, uh, of our Superman. What's going on, William? Good to see you, buddy. But yeah, there's, uh, that's, that's the thing. There's, there's things, there's details, there's all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely did not change the hierarchy of the reviews. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll uh, move up a little bit. Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, we'll look at some of those reviews. Like, I actually dive into what the critics are saying when I go over them as opposed to just looking at the uh, percentage. But then, of course, you know, there is two percentages when it comes to all that. So, But as always, you just got to, you know, if you want to go watch it, go watch it. You know, that's what it is. You want to enjoy yourself and, you know, watch something. Hey, I mean, DC having a... And, uh, you know, another movie that's come out this uh, year. I mean, we had the Batman, of course, which was fantastic and great. And now we got this that, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. All right. So here we go. Let's get that at tweets. Let's see what's going on in the Twitter world right here. The first uh, first little tweet that we're actually going to be talking about. I'm not shocked at all. I don't think any. I don't know if I, I've always expressed how I might. I didn't. I've never really liked this guy, but James Corden. I've never been a fan. I think he's cringy. And, you know, I mean, the the carpool karaoke thing was a pretty cool idea. But apparently some uh, you know owner of a New York restaurant, uh, James Corden, has been banned from this said restaurant after owner Keith McNally accused him of being extremely nasty to his staff on multiple occasions. He was the most abusive customer to my Baltazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. Yeah, I mean, this just kind of shows you that, hey, remember the whole Ellen thing, you know? Yeah, like some of these people, they try to act like they're all, you know, happy-go-lucky. Look at me. I'm so happy all the time. It's like, but really, in real life, they're douchebags. (laughs) That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Thank you for your Jason for the $5 super chat, but I was like, yeah, I knew I didn't like this guy. I knew it, and and I've actually heard things, too, that, yeah, he's not the most pleasant person. He just isn't, just the way it is. Jeff Peter said, yeah, exactly. Craig Ferguson's great. Never heard a bad thing about him, and always seemed like he, I always enjoyed him. Um, Jeff Peterson, I don't know if I really watched him now. Yeah, so, and I like Conan, you know, when it came to that. I like Jay Leno, too, but, yeah. Hey, look at that. Look at that. That costume is just a thing of beauty, though, I will say. Hardly any padding. I mean, there isn't any padding, but there's, there's, you know, they, they, lined, they lined up, you know, there's certain ways that they line the, uh, the costume to make them look more defined. But other than that, no padding. No padding. Just all freaking traps, man. That son of a bee. And speaking of Black Adam, did you know this? The MPAA originally gave Black Adam... In our rating, before cuts were made to the violence to bring it down to PG-13. Okay, well, release the, uh, you know, what's the director's name? I don't know. Put his name in there. I always forget the director's name. I apologize. But release the R-rated cut. Are we going to get an extended cut, an ultimate cut? Are we going to get something so we can actually see why it was deemed R-rated by the MPAA, please. I mean, come on. 
Let's do this, please. Wooter. Is that what his name is? <laughs> is his name that? Uh-huh. But anyways, yeah, I'm just saying, um, I think a lot of us would be like, okay, with them releasing this cut of the movie that actually makes it R-rated. I mean, you know, if you want to, you, you're talking about a movie based on a villain who kills people, so uh, why not do that? So let's, uh, let's do that. Dwayne does like giving the fans what he wants. Exactly, Stephanie. So... I think once, uh, you know, this weekend comes out, let's uh, release the, the extended, release that R-rated cut. Black Adam Dark, I don't know. Black Adam R, I don't know. Or we could just do, uh, you know, the, you know, release Dwayne's Johnson. <laughs> I don't know if uh, that would make it probably NC-17 if that happened. But, you know, I like where your head's at. Jose, kind of. Anyways, I said your head's at. Anyways, okay. So, but that's just pretty interesting right there that the fact that it was actually rated R at one point. That gives me a little bit of hope that, okay, it's a hard PG-13. Hard PG-13. And, you know, what's what what makes us hard is uh, Pierce Brosnan and uh, Dr. Fate. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I said it like that. That's right, I did. What are you going to do about it? But, yeah, look at this shot right here. Pierce, ah, just, ah, of course. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Right, Boss Logic doing some art right here. Obviously, we had the uh, Creed 3 posters. I'm going to be reacting to the trailer that got officially released. Look at that. Yeah, we got Killmonger and uh, we got Kang right there. So that's pretty cool. He did that. And then, of course, he also made this scene look even better. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what they were thinking when it came to the look of, uh, you know, what's the name? Yeah, but uh, a lot better. Boss Logic fixed it right there, so that's that was good. That was nice of him. And then check this out. We got we got two of these goats right here. We got we got Stallone and we got Annie. We're doing that's right. We're cutting our jack o' lanterns. Our uh, our pumpkins, uh, as you can see, uh, they didn't do a good job staying in the lines. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, whatever. It's fine. I mean, they both got those knives right there. It's cool. But, hey, epic photo. Iconic. What's going on, Rosemary? Good to see you. Hey, is it finally going to happen? Are we going to finally get Mephisto? Huh? Finally? Remember that Remember that whole time when we were watching WandaVision and everything and everybody was wondering when we were going to see when we're going to see this character, is he behind the scenes? Is he going to be doing this? Well, apparently, uh, Deadline can confirm that there is talk on the set of Ironheart of the of Sasha Baron Cohen joining the MCU as Mephisto. That's an interesting choice. He could pull it off, sure. Borat being Mephisto, right not? Why not? Congratulations to the New York Yankees. They go to the ALCS. I didn't think that was going to happen. It seemed like it was uh, they were having a little rough go at it with the Guardians. But hey, there you go. They're going. Uh, they're going to Houston. Beat Houston, please. Please beat Houston. Okay, that's all we ask for. And then look at this, guys. Alan Horn's gonna or Alan Horn. Alan Moore is gonna Alan Moore. That's just the way it is. This was uh, floating around today, and a lot of people were commenting about it. But you know, Alan Moore has always been, you know, he's always spoke out about 
adaptations of his work. He doesn't like it when other people touch his work. We've all, we've heard that, you know, he didn't like the fact uh, of what Zack Snyder did with uh, the Watchmen movie, even though that he respected the work big time. Just changed the final act, of course, when it came to certain things that, hey, you know, let's make something different when it comes to uh, this story, you know. And, uh, yeah, Alan Horn didn't, or I keep saying Alan Horn. Alan Moore didn't like that. And uh, apparently he just, yeah, he really didn't like, um, he didn't like the, 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 the show Watchmen either, which, you know, I mean, obviously they took the show and they took it a different direction than what he was mainly intended. So I can kind of understand it, but hey, you know, the guy's just, he, he's just like, whatever. And basically told the showrunner, you know, don't, you know, don't contact me anymore. Don't t- talk to me about this. I'm not all about it, blah, blah, blah. And then he basically said, yeah, it was embarrassing to him and stuff like that. It's just the way he is. It's what it is. That's all. So Alan Moore is going to Alan Moore. He's a cranky old man. A little cynical. What could he do? Guy's just that guy. But, you know, it's like, why do you keep on asking him about this stuff? He, don't, he doesn't like anything. He likes his work. He doesn't like anybody else touching his work. That's essentially it. Get off my work. Anyways, okay. And that's pretty, uh, let's see. And uh, we got Lauren Bath right here. Bath. Uh, he said, this is the best review ever. Uh, this Neb person right here said the Black Adam score blowing my dick off. And that's what Lauren retweeted. Because why not? If the score blows your dick off, then you better talk about it. Definitely talk about it. So anyways, guys, yep. Make sure you subscribe. All right, then. How's everybody doing? Everybody good out there? We're good. He doesn't like Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like He didn't like Zach's Watchmen. He didn't like the show. He didn't like anything. He just doesn't like people touching his work. That's all. That's the way he is. You know, he's made some really great work for sure. But, you know, when people actually do stuff with it, he's like, nope, screw you. I don't even need to watch. He hasn't watched any of that stuff, too, by the way, apparently. So that means he's never watched Watchmen fully. He just knew about the change in the final act. But, hey, what can you do, right? All right. Let's talk about these reviews that are rolling in. When it comes to Black Adam, so, you know, last week we talked about the reactions because they rolled in as I went live and everything, so, uh, but now we got the full-on review embargo that got lifted like two hours ago or something like that. I don't know. I forgot exactly when it was, but the reviews started rolling in, started seeing things, and then, of course, you know, yes, I know, you know, when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, again, it's like one of those things where, like, the way I look at Rotten Tomatoes, I know people, like, say, I mean, well, it's just a... It's got a bunch of critics that have, like, they just gather critic stuff. Yeah, I don't like the percentage thing. You know, I'd rather look at the uh, the grading scale, you know, the, the 7.8 or the whatever the hell. That seems like a better scale as opposed to, like, the percentage. I hate the percentage thing. I hate that it's, like, the biggest thing that you see when you open up a movie or anything like that. But at the same time, it's like I go in and actually read what these critics are actually saying and everything. So uh, thank you, Alex, for the um, the dollar super chat. Appreciate it. Every little bit helps. So, but, it, but it's funny because there were people that will like, when it's a movie they like, they'll be like, hey, oh yeah, screw Rotten Tomatoes, man. I don't like Rotten Tomatoes. But it's a room, if it's a movie that they don't like and they wish didn't exist, oh, they'll just show that score like crazy and show all that stuff. So it's just kind of funny. I always see that, the hypocrisy when it comes to that. But, you know, for me, I'm just like, all right, well, it's just the way that I look at some of these uh, critics' ratings. Right now, it's at a 53% with 55 reviews. So, you know, it's kind of hovering around there. Hey, you never know. Could be a chance when it gets more reviews 
maybe it'll get to that 60%, which is always a weird thing too. The fact that it's like, it takes 60% for it to be a, uh, 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 what call it? A fresh tomato. And yeah, it's just kind of weird how it's structured. It is weird. It is weird. So anyway, it's going to be looking at some top critic stuff right here. Let's see what these guys are saying. You know, the top critics are not really, uh, liking it too much. It seems, and, uh, you know, it's just normal. It's just normal. Uh, we've seen this before, and I think like a lot of we just expected this. Is it going to really hurt the box office? Probably not. But, you know, we got Eric Francisco from Inverse saying, ultimately, the needs of the DC Universe butt up against the overwhelming star power of Dwayne Johnson. The film ends up losing many of the entertaining, entertaining qualities it might have had. So... Talking about that, okay. Uh, Jesse Messenger of Houston Chronicle says, Johnson's career has become so meticulously engineered and marketed that even his brooding, murderous DC anti-hero can't, can only cause tef uh, Teflon mayhem. So, see, again, we just talked about how, remember when it comes to the reviews, it just was like, okay, yeah. Remember, like, we just talked about how, like, they just had an R-rated version at one point. It's like, mm, it's time to release that. Uh, Mark Kennedy, see, we got to release the Sarah cut. Sarah, Sarah, that's right, because it says director Jaime Colette Sarah, I'm probably saying his name wrong, and the design team do a great job in every department, but are let down by a derivative and baggy screenplay by Adam. Wow, they're calling out the writers and everything. Holy crap. That goes from one violent scene to another like a video game. I don't know. Sounds kind of awesome to me. Uh, the rap, uh, Alonzo Duralde, says, The idea of introducing new characters, new heroes with powers first, origin later, seems appealing on paper, but knowing Nothing about the Justice Society and its members doesn't make them particularly interesting adversaries for our anti-hero protagonists. So there we go again with uh, the whole gripe that you have to have the origin films first and then you have the team-up film. I don't know. To me, I've always been kind of cool with the fact, and a lot of us have, that it's like, no, no. It's kind of cool to have established characters already. And then you can go back and tell the stories, which is what they did, you know, when it came to when it came to Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Um, they're probably going to be doing that with the Flash, too. You know, I like the fact that they can, hey, we can have the characters first and then we could see, you know, we have them go back. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. We don't have to do exactly like Marvel. Right. Uh, let's go to a positive review. Michael O'Sullivan from the Washington Post says, does the world need a hero or someone less afraid to get their hands dirty? That question hangs over the CGI-heavy proceedings like a brooding shadow cooling and darkening the overheated action just enough to make things interesting. So that's a positive review. 2.5. It's a it's a fresh tomato. I, again, the scaling sucks. Rolling Stone. That's right. Rolling Stone. Good old Rolling Stone. You know how much they love the DCU. Um, saw the article being passed around, of course. Uh, Rolling Stone, David Fear. That's an interesting name. Johnson is not the problem with Black Adam. The issue is with everything else happening on screen around him. Even by the DCEU's dodgy standards, it's a mess in a cape. Does anybody have a cape? Dr. Fate has a cape, I guess, but he's the only one that has a cape, except for that guy that shows up at the end. Peter Bradshaw, Guardian, droll, witty, and proportioned like the prevalent, um, yeah, prevalent, I can't even say that word, outdoor brick-built convenience 
Johnson is well-placed to realize the superhero movie's potential as surrealist action comedy. Interesting. And then we got another bad one, and the effects are phony and weightless. Well, yeah, effects are supposed to be phony. Why would you even point that out? Boy, here's a positive one. Dane Johnson and director uh, Mr. Sarah, of course, uh, attempt to offer a grand unified theory of DC mixing family film tropes with a protagonist who straight up murders people. The result is sometimes a mess, but it's generally an entertaining one. So that's good. But yeah, and then there's a lot more, you know, worse ones. Deadline even said, Johnson is the man, unfortunately, such arguably uh, worthwhile manners as narrative coherence, um, appealing characterizations, and suspense struggle to emerge here in midst of a veritable uh, uh, log jam of intentions and tones. So I guess the tone is having some trouble. I heard about that, too. Heard about that there was going to be tone issues when it came to this. This is Johnson's baby. A film spotlighting a complicated anti-hero he has championed for years. It wins some battles and packs plenty of punch, yet it just can't get past familiar tropes and flaws. Ugh, those tropes, those damn tropes, right? So, eh, what could he do? But at the same time, a lot of these people said Thor Love and Thunder was great. Sorry. <sighs> I had to get that out there. My God. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I actually read through like a whole thread of like some of the uh, some of this stuff. Uh Oh, just hop skipped. Yeah. But yeah, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I had to, I had to just uh, I had to yell that out. Sorry if I hurt anybody's ears. But uh, yeah, but I'm just I saw somebody post a thread from like the, the some of these critics that were actually given black. You know, Adam. I mean, I get it. It's still a subjective thing, and sure, I get. It, but it's just—it's just so funny when you see Thor: Love and Thunder, and you see the praise it got from some of these people. It just shows you that no matter what, no matter what the MCU does, it's like, it's okay. They're gonna give it praise, you know. You know, and I don't ever want to watch Thor: Love and Thunder again. I think it's the MCU's worst movie. I honestly think it is. I, I just. It sucks that I have to say that, but it might be my least favorite MCU movie. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so but it's just funny because that came out earlier this year and there was a lot of praise for it from these similar critics. And then all of a sudden they're just like, eh, you know, yeah, Jesus Christ, look at all the tropes and all the, the mess and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Thor, Love and Thunder, you gave praise for a fucking two hour Saturday Night Live sketch you gave praise to? All right, cool. But hey, what could he do? Again, you know, say what you will. It's fine. It's whatever. But uh, it's just, uh, it's always interesting when you compare it to that, I guess. You know, just the way it is. We all know it's there. But at the same time, what do we do? We still have tickets. We're still going to go see the movie, you know. Uh, interesting enough, though, when it comes to, uh, let's see, when it comes to the audience score, is there an audience score so far? Hold on. Audience score not there, but I will say though, like that usually, you know, and uh, I think uh, even somebody, I thought I saw an article or something about it at one point, but the audience score might actually get up there into the positives, of course, when uh, when that all, unless you know, they obviously there's there's assholes out there that like to you know do like a a bunch of uh, bad reviews and like bombard it with a bunch of bad reviews, but the audience score. I guarantee you it's probably going to be much higher than this score. But then again, you never know when it comes to more reviews. Might get to that. I don't know. 
But, you know, audience positivity, I just wish people would look more at that than anything, you know. Make your own decisions. That's all you can really do. That's all you can really ask for when it comes to something like this. But at the same time, again, it's just like, wow, you gave Thor Love and Thunder praise, like big time praise. I mean, I haven't seen Black Adam yet, but I could just, I just, I can't take you seriously. It's hard for me to take you seriously when I watch that, again, that like, you know, Saturday Night Live sketch that was Thor Love and Thunder. I just did. But yeah, anyways, what could he do? But let's talk about Mr. Cavill and the future, of course. Uh, the future. The future is now. But uh, Hiram Garcia, which uh, obviously is, um, you know, producer, uh, Seven Bucks Productions and, uh, you know, the representation. One of the, Well, one of the people. I mean, obviously you got Danny Garcia, which is like the representation uh, of both Cavill and... Uh, and Johnson, but of course, you know, Hiram's uh, also there too. Hiram, Hiram, probably saying his name wrong. But uh, one of the things that, you know, I was talking about yesterday that some other people had, you know, obviously when it comes to, um, when it comes to the future of Henry Cavill's Black Adam is the fact of the matter is, it's like, yes, obviously they released that THR article that came out yesterday and all of our, uh, you know, all of us DC fanboys and girls were like, yes, you know, we all just got excited because we heard that, yes, there's a Man of Steel 2, a Man of Steel sequel, I gotta find here, uh, Man of Steel sequel that's gonna be coming out, uh, they're talking about Wonder Woman 3, talking about The Flash, talking about all kinds of things, it's just the future was looking bright, James Gunn, Secret Project, all that stuff, kind of makes you wonder what that's project is i kind of went like what about that deathstroke thing what about it the deathstroke thing remember that whole thing yeah well what about that deathstroke and batman thing <laughs> that would be something geez can you imagine that oh people would just like totally just riot if they found out that ben affleck and james gunn were talking anyways um that would be interesting maybe he read the script who knows um so anyway so um so now we have here i'm like that he talked to uh you know uh, uh, a fandom favorite, Mr. Sean O'Connell at C Cinema Blend, and uh, he gave a little interview when it came to this. And here's the uh, the article right here. It's just kind of like uh, talking about uh, the producer talks about Henry Cavill's future. We're fighting for it. Just kind of shows you that, yes, not fully official. That's why you have your Grace Randolphs and all the stuff saying all this stuff. The you know with everything. Yes, it's just like mm, yeah. So. Um, let's see right here. It says like, uh, so we fought out the uh, driving force behind seven bucks. Specifically, we pushed Garcia on the potential encounter between Dwayne Johnson's anti-hero and the beacon of light. That is Superman and ass directly of Henry Cavill had officially signed on for more movies as Superman in the DC universe. This is what he said. He said, I'm not sure what's going on in that regard. He wanted to come back. We wanted him to come back. And we wanted to make sure that we were able to establish that his character exists in the same universe as Black Adam. We have large ambitions for things we'd like to do. However, all of these items are still in the works, so I am unable to provide exact updates. But just uh, know that we are fighting for it. They are fighting for it. Then remember this. Apparently, uh, Hiram like took this picture, by the way. He took this picture of these two, these two studs sharing a drink right there, probably talking about like, uh, you know, what's happening right now. Talking about that photo right there, of course. And then uh, talks about this too. 
where uh, now the dream has started to come true. You understand why Hiram Garcia says that they are fighting so hard to get Henry Cavill's name on the contract and solidify his return in the DC universe. Not as a headless body, the way that we uh, disgraced. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the way he's disgraced. This is what he had to say right here. I've been about, uh, it's never been about one, about been about a one-off, uh, just about a fight. No, it's about so much more than that. We really want to craft a long form of storytelling and show that these two characters exist in the same universe and are going to have to deal with each other often, either on the same or opposite sides. Hopefully they're going to clash at some point, but it's not just about a one fight situation. That was never our dream. That does not reward the fans. Fans want to feel a journey between these guys, knowing that these guys exist in the same universe. So there you go. Talking about all that. So that's pretty much it when it comes to that. So the future. So basically, when it comes down to it, we're probably going to get an official full-on maybe like green light announcement that, yes. I mean, obviously, they're testing the waters. They're testing the waters and trying to get, you know, when it came to the THR article that came out yesterday, honestly, it sounds like, you know, maybe that was going to be coming out next week. And they were just like, no, no, put it out this week. Put it out before the embargo list. I mean, there's all kinds of tactics, all kinds of tactics that these studios use to try to create buzz and try to create a lot of things. I mean, obviously, we need this movie to be, you know, decent. Needs to do decent. Okay, doesn't need to underperform or bomb because that's the case. We might not get that. We might not get more of that because as of right now, it just seems like it's going to be just like cameos, cameos, cameos. I think the movie's going to do decent. I think last I heard, it's probably going to be tracking like, uh, you know, in the $600 million range worldwide, possibly $700 million. So, I mean, obviously, it would be pretty crazy if it ended up doing more than that. But who knows? But But at the same time, it's like, you know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Can't force anybody to do it. Can't force anybody to watch or anything like that. But I think that's what this is all talking about. Like, yes, they were like, hey, yeah, we've talked. We've started talking about it. We got Cavill back. But, uh, you know, it's like one of those things. But are you going to go watch him on the big screen for his short cameo? (laughs) It's just what's so funny. But I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be all right. And I'm just kind of wondering when they'll officially green light that Superman sequel. And God knows how long, how far out it is, you know? I mean, Jesus Christ, far out enough, we can get that one guy back from Netflix. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, right? Ah, you know, a lot of people would want that. Uh, Jackie Earl, uh, uh, what's his name? Like, he was, like, advocating for that. He's I'll bring Zach back for Man of Steel 2, which that'd be uh, pretty sweet if he uh, just came back and just did a Man of Steel sequel. Just like, bam, you know? Because God knows how far that's going to be out. Two, two years probably at least, but I don't know. But yeah, so that's what everybody's talking about when it says like, yeah, it's not quite there yet, but it's kind of there. You know, obviously they see the buzz. They're seeing all the uh, social media buzz, which is good. It's good that there's social media buzz. And now we go over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, uh, you know, let's face it, Secret Wars is just going to be, it's going to be, I mean, again, people set them up set themselves up for failure when it came to the multiverse of madness and that whole thing when it when they were talking about how like oh yeah just just cameos 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 now i think secret wars is really where it's going to be uh and then there's like this you know of course this new rumor that now he's not going to show up in the king dynasty he's going to show up in secret wars iron man his return tony stark when would they actually do that do they bring back chris evans you know do they actually try to do the tom cruise iron man that would be insane if they just decided to pull that off I would laugh my ass off if they try to do that, but 
who knows what the hell they plan on doing. But uh, yeah, there's like the new rumor out there. It's not really anything big or anything like that because you just, to be honest, I think Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will probably show up in Secret Wars. Hugh Jackman, do you think he just signed for Deadpool? I don't think so. I think he'll probably show up in there. And God knows who else from that universe that might show up in Secret Wars. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities, but I mean, the fact that they got Hugh back, of course, Don, Dan, Robert Downey Jr. will come back eventually. I mean, he hasn't really done too much. I mean, he's going to be in the Oppenheimer film, at least, you know, Christopher Nolan's. But I'm like, what else? You know, Dr. Doolittle didn't really go anywhere, all that stuff. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised at all that, uh, that, that that that's going to happen, that we'll probably get the Tony Stark back. But it's, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, there's interaction in between, like, a Tony Stark, a Reed Richards, uh, a Tobey Maguire Peter Parker and a Hugh Jackman Wolverine. I don't know. It would be kind of cool to see something like that. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. But there you go. That's the rumor. And uh, I know some people are like, eh, whatever. But, I mean, you watch that on opening night, people are going like, to lose their heads. And I know some people don't like that. But it is kind of interesting. How's it going, Carrie? Good to see you. Okay, and then finally, uh, does that that says Creed two? Uh, that's the wrong. I realize that that's wrong. It's Creed three, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I uh, got the wrong logo. But hey, it's Creed. It's whatever. Deal with it. I just realized. I'm like, oh, it's only Creed two. I was uh, moving quickly. But anyways, guys, uh, I have not reacted to this trailer. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but I enjoyed the first two Creed movies. So let's check this out. All right, here we go. I spent the last seven years of my life living out my wildest dreams. Bianca. Rocky. Rocky. No Rocky, though. This is built on their shoulders. Okay. Hey, my man, can I help you? Let me get an autograph. No, I ain't signing the autographs, but you get off my car. You don't remember me, huh? Mr. Majors. Hey. How long were you locked Somebody up? Somebody from the past. 18 years, bro. She's got out last week. Glad to have you back out, huh? I know I've been away a long time, but I get myself in shape. I still got gas in the tank. Yeah. Come by the I'll say. Thank you. Curious what happened with you two? I didn't take it. We was like brothers. I was the best, though. Man, I never got a chance to prove that. That's cute. Wait, hit him. I know what you're doing, Donnie. You don't owe this to nothing. Damien's fighting the world. He's trying to hurt people. I found you. Uh -oh. You think you mad? Try spending half your life in a cell. Watching somebody else live your life. I'm coming for everything. You threatening me? Something is going on with you. As Damien always. My family. He's got to fight. Talking. 
Let go of whatever was and walk into what is. I feel those chains are breaking, yeah. I fear God, I don't fear death. I see those strings and take a step. Um, Alright. Looks good. Looks good. Directed by Michael B. Jordan himself. So that's what's really cool about it. I love the fact that this is the first movie he's directed, right? So, looks good. What are we thinking here? What are we thinking out there? Looking pretty good. Stephanie says it looks good. Yeah. Anybody else? They'll be friends again at the end. So, pre- <laughs> so predictable. You never know. What if one of them dies? They might go not predictable. I mean, they kind of, you know, yeah. They could throw, yeah. Yeah, J- Jonathan Majors, yeah. He's, uh, he's pretty jacked. He's pretty jacked. It looks like they're going to be displaying a lot of that. Uh, you still need to see Creed 2? Yes, you do. Yeah. It's good. They're all good. They're all good. It's just going to be missing that Rocky element, which is always interesting. And, uh, yeah, that's the only thing that I'm going to miss. You know, maybe I got a cameo. I got a cameo in the movie, all right? Don't worry about me. I'll show up. Show up. I hope he does. That'd be pretty sweet. Okay, but there you go. Looking forward to it. Definitely going to see it. Okay, Philly's just got another home run. Uh Uh-oh, Padres fans. I don't know if there's any Padres fans out there. My uncle is a Padres fan, so. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Game one, they're playing in San Diego also. Hmm, hmm. Let's see, okay. All right, Twitter questions. We've got Eric Blake. So, Dave, a key part of the reports about Man of Steel 2 is that the studio is shopping for a screenwriter. You think David Goyer might be up to return? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. He loves him some Superman. How about Chris Terrio? Not sure if he would. Perhaps an actual team-up unlike the different drafts between BBS uh, with uh, Chuck Roven producing. Yeah, I mean, I'm still down. I mean, that's the thing. It's like... I I want to see more. I, I I want them to announce Man of Steel two or Superman sequel, whatever the hell you want to call it. I still say BBS is Man of Steel two, but um, I'm one of those people. But um, I still am like down for the world's finest, the Trinity movie. I don't know. I'm just I'm still down for something a little bit, you know, a team up type of thing. Also, so Tet. Uh, I'm just, uh, I, I'm just like, uh, Michael B. Jordan directing my own movie, except my budget is smaller than my muscles. There you go. Small budget. Got to work with what you work with. Sam Raimi. Look what he did with the first evil dead. Isaac. It's not a complete comeback for DC without a low RT score. So we are good. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a way to look at it right there. Hey, we're back to where we were. Remember this shit? Okay, for a bit for a bit there, there was a lot of positivity when it came to a DC movie. Now we're back. So that means it's probably going to be better than some of the other stuff, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Boomish. Not looking good, Dave. I wasn't going to watch it in the first week, but but uh, bought first day, first uh, show ticket for Henry Cavill Superman. Mixed reviews will not help this movie in the second week, even after the Henry news. What do you think? Well, like I said, well, you just never know when it comes to this stuff. You just never know. Maybe they'll have some legs, some word of mouth. I don't know. Devon Wooter. Hello, Dave. I'm excited to see the movie. I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. They give Man of Steel 56% um, score on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I wonder, did they really want DC to fail? It's just upsetting me that they do. Well, they gave, you know, the critics gave Zack Snyder's Justice League a positive, you know, mainly positive score. 
Uh, Niner Fanny, Dave, what would you think of a live-action Batman versus Dracula film set in the Pattinson universe? That probably, that would work, you know, because he is a vampire boy, right? <laughs> Max, what do you think, Dave, about Affleck and Keaton situation after The Flash? Um, I want to see more Affleck, of course, but I would also, it would be interesting if they somehow incorporate Keaton, obviously not being in the bat suit and being like more of the, Hey, I'm, I'm just here in your ear, just talking. I mean, I wouldn't mind that kind of relationship. Like if he's stuck, if they're both stuck in the same world, he's stuck in Batflex's world in the DCU, uh, this world, you know, where the Flash is and stuff like that. I wouldn't mind something like that, especially if it came to a crazy movie where, you know, a crisis event or something like that. Burtz, Dave, in your opinion, what is your uh, what is the box office numbers for Black Adam? Got to look like it for uh, to be a success. I would say, yeah, six hundred million seven. I think they might uh, do that. Ronak, oh look, yearly Marvel bias and hate against uh, DC movies. Yeah, but. You're just saying that, but there was like a good stretch where there wasn't that, though, you know. See, again, it's the way we all look at the the whole thing. It's like, yeah, but for a minute there, there was uh, there was actually positivity when it came to certain stuff. But it makes you wonder, though, with that old regime, right? Empara, Rolling Stone, spreading hate as usual. Yeah, at least we're not talking about bots, right? Ziggs. Over under on a 70% rating for Black Adam. I would say it's going to be, it might be under. I don't know if it's going to, you never know though. It's only 55 reviews right now. Joseph, a rotten to uh, rotten score DCU movie. We are back, baby. See, I love the positivity when it comes to that. People are going like that. Remember these days right here when we were, uh, you know, pushing back against all that and everything like that. Again, just go see it. Go see it. I mean, yeah, again, I hate it when people like determine whether they want to see a movie by that freaking percentage. I do. You know, is it if people actually look into it and actually read some of the uh, the critics, you know, that's better. Actually read some of this, you know, you're looking on your feed, you're reading some of the uh, articles that are put out there. You know, that's what you do, too. I mean, that there's nothing wrong with critiquing like that. But, you know, nowadays it's a little bit different than what it was at one point, you know. When you had like, you know, Siskel and Ebert, you know, discussing the films back and forth and giving that pot like it was good criticism. Nowadays, it's just like the DCU just, uh, yeah, they, they ain't saving this one. It's right. The hierarchy of the DC universe hasn't changed. Ha. What do you think about that, Dwayne Johnson? They're just kind of like it's always very it's always kind of cynical now. You know, it's not like healthy critique. You know, I, you know, I, I'm, I plan on seeing I'm going to be seeing it Thursday. I'm going to give my first reaction. Then I'm going to give like a, I'm going to sit on it for a little bit, give a review and just be like, hey, this is what I like. This is what I didn't like. I know some people, are, you know, that's just tr- kind of what I want to do when it comes to you know, all that stuff. But, yeah, critics can be assholes nowadays. It's happening. Well, good thing uh, Mikey is always wrong. <laughs> good Lord. Still talking about that. As team-ups go, I will want Green Arrow versus Vertigo movie with a diehard feel that the end leads uh, to a hard-traveling uh, heroes with uh, a Green Lantern. Interesting. Okay. Uh, do you think Stallone will make a cameo in Creed 3 despite being paid? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I know there's that whole thing that's happening right there, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. Don't waste Batfleck. Don't waste Batfleck on Keaton team-up. How is that wasting? I don't even know what the hell you're talking. Why would that be wasting? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't this this weird uh, hate that the whole Keaton thing has gotten in the past couple of years. That's really really odd to me. Maybe because I'm older, and I just like the I like the that Keaton came back. You know, I'm like that's cool. You know, obviously it wasn't going to be working for Batgirl if Batgirl was not going to be in the place where it was supposed to be. But hey, Nate's memes. Thank you for the five dollar super chat. Is it true that if Black Adam, Shazam two, Aquaman two, and Flash underperform, that WBD may reboot the DCU with Blue Beetle? Rumor. Zaslav wanted Cavill for Man of Steel 2. Um, I don't know how they would reboot it with Blue Beetle. They would have to reboot it with The Flash, if anything. Um, I don't know. It just seems like uh, no matter what, we're going to be getting those movies. And uh, I think when it comes to Black Adam being a uh, pretty legit success, then they're going to be like, all right, Cavill gets his movie. Maybe we'll get something else. Might be some Batfleck talk. I don't know. See what happens with that. What other more that he could be about, you know. And then uh, there was like this fake rumor with uh, uh, Wonder Woman 3 going around. Talking about how Steve Trevor might come back again. It's like, no, please, no more Steve Trevor. No more! No more. Please, no more. Halloween Ends was not what I thought it'd be. Yeah, I think a lot of people said that. A lot of people said that, even me. I was like, well, you know, it's interesting. I'm not a scooper. I just make guesses. <laughs> just make guesses. Educated. Educated guesses. But anyways, guys. All right. Well, that'll be it for today's show. Appreciate you guys as per usual. So go ahead and smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell, too. If you want to become a member, do so. Every Wednesday, we do a members-only post-show stream. So uh, if you want to be part of that, do that. Be part of the Patreon if you want to subscribe to that. Trying to put as much exclusive stuff on there. Updating and trying to do it every day. And then everything else. All the sakmeds that are all around me. All right, guys. It's been fun. As per usual, see you guys tomorrow. Same junkie time. Same junkie channel. All right. I guess uh, go Padres. I don't know. Sure. Go Padres. My uncle's a Padre fan. All right. Bye. Bye.